Welcome to Pure Mind Magic, the show to evolve your mind. Our mind is the most powerful thing we have, but no one teaches us how to use it. When we find out how, we're ready to create magic in life and in business. Learn real mindset secrets from brilliant minds around the world to change your mindset and income level forever. With every decision you make, you create your future. What is your next move? Now, welcome your host. International magician, speaker, and podcast performance consultant, Jennifer S. Royal. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining me today at Pure Mind Magic and the Interview Friday. My guest today will be Jason Leenet talking about hypnotic business system. Jason is a hypnotist and he worked with top performers and helps them sharpen their strategies and teaches them how to make ideas happen. And now what is very interesting about Jason is that he has a brand new book coming out and it has a very cool title because it is Work Smart Business, Lessons Learned from Hypnotizing 250,000 People and Building a Million Dollar Brand. So that is really stunning what he has done. And in today's episode, he will share with us some insights into his mind and reveal the secrets on how the mind works. So join me for this episode to find out what you can learn from hypnosis and how you could incorporate hypnotic business systems to help you grow your brand. Before we start the interview, I also have another great tip for you because maybe you are like me and just love to listen to podcasts and to a ton of podcasts. I recently discovered a new podcast and then sometimes it gets kind of overwhelming because it is tough to keep track on what you heard where. And exactly for that problem, I created the podcast listening journal, what you can get from Amazon. So with that, you can keep all information in one place about what you heard, what you would like to research, what you would like to recommend. And also, it is kind of motivating because you see what you listen to already. So a really nice and helpful tool to help you stay organized and never again have the feeling of you missed something out. So that's a quick tip for today. But now, as I said, we dive directly into this interesting interview. By the way, the book will launch on January 27th, 2019. So this is, we are pretty close now. So make sure to grab your copy. And now here is for you on Pure Mind Magic, Jason Linnet. Hi, Jason. Welcome to Pure Mind Magic. Hey, so good to be here. I'm happy to have you on the show with a very interesting topic today. So we will talk about hypnotism and connecting your knowledge of hypnotism and your spe special system around it with business. So give us a short overview of who you are. Yeah, absolutely. I first uh, was introduced to hypnosis, of all things, when I was back in college. 
And someone came to my school, did one of those comedy entertainment programs, and it's just something about the idea kind of stuck. And it was over time that uh, interest was beginning to take over the work that I was already doing and then launching and just going full time with this now for going on about a little over 10 years at this point. So to look at the aspects of how the mind works and how it is that we're able to facilitate change, how it is we can create rapid results in our realities. And it's where over time running my own businesses, running whether it's my live services, whether it's doing presentations around the world, whether it's teaching things in a digital online format, it was where over time, you know, part of my community may be that hypnotherapist, the people who are out there working with clients one to one. And some people at a helping profession would often maybe we can call it savior syndrome that they're kind of stuck in that mindset that if I'm uh, helping someone, how can I run a business doing this? Or just in most cases, these are things that are not taught. So it was where from the start, the, the quick version of the story is that the worst business advice I ever got made me an instant success. When I was told on the, on the launch week of my business that it's going to be slow your first year. People won't come work with someone who doesn't have any reviews or testimonials. Oh, it's going to be at least a year or two before you actually start to see reviews and referrals and all those necessary elements. And within a month, I had a fully packed schedule. I was fully out there working. And the anecdote of that is that a few months later, those people who had given me a scarcity mindset, I was now invited to give a, a talk at their organization. So it's that mindset of realizing that the same way that we can facilitate a change is really the same way that we can grow our business. It's the same context of the dialogue, yet a very different content, of course, from one one avenue to the other. That is a really cool story, Jason. And you are the working proof of your system and including hypnosis. And on your website, you also tell people that It's really about make your idea happen and not just think about it. So why is the implementation so important and how do you best approach it? Well, I think we can best kind of address that with one of the themes that I often talk about, which is that of building assets and leveraging them. So, and let's pull back for a moment and look that in the example of someone who, let's say, wants to become more motivated to go to the gym and exercise. On the sticker that's on the door of almost every Gold's Gym franchise around the world, there's a sticker that simply reads, showing up is half the battle. Uh, or if we really want to rewind this back to the appropriate inspirational source, the movie What About Bob with Bill Murray, uh, <laughs> where there's the doctor whose whole theme was baby steps. So to look at, well, first I have to get on my shoes in the morning, then I have to get out of my house, then I have to drive there. Let's take this thinking in terms of what we call in hypnotic language patterns, pacing and leading, where I'm going to state something that is absolutely true and then use that to then provide a leading statement, which in our hypnotic language would be some sort of suggestion so that if we want to put this into a business context, As you arrive at that business networking meeting, you discover an even greater confidence to share your message. Let's put this into action, though, because this concept of building assets and leveraging them, there's a quick anecdote in my local business one time getting a very specific testimonial, working with a client one-to-one, -one, and his issue was that he wanted to curb his sweet tooth. Uh, he was a diabetic, so eating too many sugar, sugary foods was a bit of a challenge for him. And as we worked on that, he was the one going, hey, this was great. More people need to know about this. Could I do a video testimonial for you? 
To which, of course, I had to say, all right, I guess I can make the time for that. <laughs> so we did that. And with his permission, that's now an asset that I have. And it's the game of who needs to see that, who needs to see that and needs to benefit from this knowledge, which that's going to be that catalyst for them to take action and move forward. On a similar note, here's a moment where I, uh, by the wonders of uh, Google opening up a security and defense uh, publication reached out to me and they had me come and do a presentation for their annual corporate event. Now, this was an industry that I typically at that point was not yet speaking to. And as they reach out to me, I did the program. I was there integrating the message of how do we grow our business? How do we become more effective and working together as a team and demonstrating that through hypnotic patterns? And the end of the event, again, similar story. Here came this raving fan testimonial which build assets, there's the asset, leverage in them, it became the question of who needs to see this. So within a short while, I kind of became someone who was working mostly doing corporate presentations in either that security or some sort of defense industry. So to look at these patterns of change, how is it that we become motivated to eventually get to that place where I'm someone who years ago, the, the catalyst was carrying my newborn son up the stairs at five years old. Um, he was five. I was much older. Uh, no, he was newborn at the time. He's five years old now. And I was out of breath. And it was from that moment, that prestige suggestion experience to realize I need to do something about this. And I've been ritualistically hitting the gym, exercising nearly every morning ever since then. So this one example, this one situation you know, from every single scenario, it could go in so many different directions. We could use the word because in a negative way, such as, well, because of that experience, I just need to lay low. I need to relax. I just need to take it easy. But to take that personal experience with my son and realize that because of this, now I can change my life. So it's to speak to business people and realize these very simple principles, which are easy to implement. We can apply just that little bit of creativity and create some massive results. That sounds really amazing. And I think this is a key point to break all bigger projects and goals into smaller pieces so that they really become achievable and you don't be too much afraid of the gap between where you are at the moment and where you want to go. So Jason, you studied a lot of top performers. And when it comes to peak performance or people that are delivering a perfect perf performance and most of the time on the spot, compared to people that doesn't, where would you say is the difference when it comes to mindset? So there's there's two answers to that, and I'll hit both of them here in terms of getting into that ideal state of mind, in terms of that ability to turn on that skill and get out there, that anybody in business, you know, we have that ability to present what we do and speak passionately about what we do. But to say it politely, there's some days where something else is going on and that can't become part of that day. So the same as the actor who may be on stage, it's that scene where they're in character and they're fully in the present in that experience and yet you don't know the backstory of what's going on with with the spouse with the kids with the with the bank account whatever it may be so the two concepts the first one is something that i label as being rituals and the second is a very common theme just applied in a creative way called anchoring so let's go beyond habit so when we talk about rituals you know, to take something that you'd like to do, and we can talk about habits, and we can talk about 
behaviors, but as we apply a very simple reframe to look at something as being a ritual. And the thing about rituals is that rituals are things that we don't miss. So there's some people who religiously are literally at a church every Saturday or Sunday morning, given their faith. There's some people that ritualistically will find that ability to make their schedule around the fact that they want to be there as their kids arrive at school, uh, kids arrive home from school. So to take these things that we do within our businesses, even within our personal lives, and bring in that specificity, that when you track these people, whether they're athletes, whether they're performers, you know, whether they're in business, here's that experience where they're doing something to bring themselves into that ideal state of mind. They have that ability to replicate it almost as if like a system. And for the listeners at home, it's where you might already have some of these rituals in place. And some of them may be very effective for you. And those are the ones to keep and perhaps heighten using this anchoring concept I'm about to talk about. And for those that are just kind of showing up to the day, sitting down perhaps at their computer or driving to their office, and then they're getting there and going, now what? <laughs> this becomes that experience to start to build some systems in the mind about defining here's why I do this. Here's how I start my day. Here's that first thing that I do. That is, we bring that that consistency, almost again like a computer, the software fires off in a very specific order, and that's what makes the computer turn on. You know, back in the days of, uh, I'm sitting here in my uh, home office where, uh, oddly enough, there is a Apple laptop in front of me, but also a Windows desktop, uh, the wonders of international outsourcing. I'm using both platforms now to, to speak to people around the world. And your laughter, that means we are bonding on so many levels on that statement. Uh, <laughs> so to look at again, the software, when the computer's starting up, you're seeing the things that are loading. Let's apply that same principle within our minds to define these strategies in such a way that when I'm there to actually get into that mode of business, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do it. And I know why it's working for me. The other aspect of this to mention is anchoring. And this may sound like a very technical thing, especially with the definition I'm about to give it, but anchoring is taking a sensory verifiable experience and connecting it to another sensory verifiable experience. Let's get rid of the jargon. So when A happens, B happens. When I hear this song on the radio, it reminds me of everything I was going through when I heard that song. So to track some of the more successful people that are out there, they have that ability to really turn on that ideal state of mind, to step into that emotional state by choice. It's where on the hypnotic side of things, it often becomes that lesson that we really do have much more control over how you feel than you've ever thought possible and to have a few strategies to get into that. So there's an example that I often teach, which is that sometimes somebody who's in any form of business would find themselves on the phone and they're navigating that conversation of a sale. And just to play averages here without numbers, sometimes they make the sale, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're having that on day where everything is clicking and everything is going phenomenally well. And some days they're either phoning it in or having to muscle their way through it. And this could be anything from a, a cold contact, someone just calling you off a website to a warm contact who has all the information, maybe has come in by way of referral and they just need that little bit more information. So I want you to think about that experience where just everything was clicking. Everything was flowing exactly as you wanted it to go. 
And, you know, to look at, I talk about the result, uh, the mindset of get the result before you go for the result. So you already know you have that sale. You already know this person is ready to book you for a presentation, purchase your product, sign up for your service. As soon as the call wraps up, do something specific. And it could be as simple as a squeezing of the hands, a deep breath and triggering a specific word, a clap of the hands, some bit of posture, perhaps. And, the, you know, using a posture anchor is one that I often teach executives in terms of public speaking, in terms of stepping into that ideal state of mind. So the principle becomes when you have that organic state of mind that you want to make use of later on, do something specific. And now the next time the phone is ringing, fire off that same physiological, neurological sequence once again to bring yourself into that ideal state of mind. We are conditioning that body that because of this, that the same way that we don't decide to stop and listen to advertising and go, I'm going to memorize that slogan. We don't hear a song on the radio and decide I'm going to memorize all the words to that song, which is probably best illustrated that it's about 10 years ago and a group of friends and I uh, it was this sort of smaller group, 10 people in the room, karaoke party. And the whole gag was you get to pick a song for someone else and they have to do it. And a friend of mine, uh, it was some Miley Cyrus song at the time or someone else of that nature. And he goes, I was really angry because I had to do the song. And I was even angrier because I knew all the words. <laughs> so these are things we don't purposefully go out of our way to do. So instead, let's apply this anchoring principle. So build those systems of your behaviors and label them in your mind as rituals, things you absolutely do. And also identify when you're in that ideal state of mind and that ideal physiological state and harness it so you can fire that off later. And it's one of these patterns that the more you make use of that, the better it works for you as you're conditioning that new pathway in the mind and the better it works for you the less you have to think of it as being a technique because instead you've created that new normal, that new automatic response. Very good advice here. And I think these are really helpful strategies when it comes to changing your mindset on purpose or your mood at all, uh, because you all know that from show business, there is this term of the show must go on. So you have to go out on stage if you feel like it or not and I think everyone can relate to that like before an interview or an important business meeting or even at home and it was this just not your day and I think this is where your strategies come in to really help changing that mindset and changing the course of the day. So any other practical tips you have, Jason, for the listeners on how to sharpen strategies to really turn it around when you have to? Yeah, I'd rewind it back in just a quick anecdote here that involving, uh, you mentioned you know, performers, you mentioned speakers. Uh, in my book, I talk about my former career, which is that I worked in management in the arts. So I wasn't the actor on stage. I was the production stage manager behind the scenes, figuring out the tracking of all the scenery, the movement of automated uh, scenery, uh, dealing with unions, dealing with actors, dealing with props. And somehow the theater company I'd worked at about 15 years ago or so was the one that insisted on having a full English breakfast be cooked during the performance because we kept doing Noel Coward plays. 
which is a lot of fun. So it's where there's two quick stories of uh, here's one actor who she's backstage and she's psyching herself out and she's going, I have to be in character. You cannot talk to me when I'm backstage. I need to focus. I, I just have to be focused. Please don't talk to me. Please don't ask me about anything backstage. And she's just freaking herself out. And um, I wait for the perfect moment. Now, mind you, this was just a dress rehearsal, so I felt the courage to do this. Uh, she's freaking herself out, and I walk over as she's doing this, and she goes, and she's giving me this, you can't look at me. Uh, and I go, so, and this you know, time frame, you'll see the technology here. So um, Ophelia and Romeo and Juliet had a Blackberry. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks at me and goes, never mind. Now, this is someone who reached out to me years later to go, you broke me as an actress and made me even better because now I can just turn it on on purpose. As in that same performance, here's another actor that the cue light would fire off and he'd just go, hang on, I gotta go do this thing and just burst out there and be ready to go. Uh, in terms of putting it into our context, I kind of explain myself a bit here that, you know, hypnosis, you know, can the guy who's going to make people cluck like a chicken actually help you with your business, which the anecdote of that is I've never actually met someone in my community who has ever actually done the bird sounds uh, type thing. <laughs> but to look at what is it that makes a hypnotic suggestion effective? And really our definition of hypnosis is it's that it's bypassing of that critical element of the mind. It's that automatic response in spite of those things we're already aware of. So in a personal change environment, we can look at the definition of that being that it's that moment where someone is driving in their car, they're thinking of everything other than driving their car, and they still end up where they'd like to go. They could be watching a movie, and you know it's all fiction, it's all made up, it's all actors putting on costumes and playing pretend, and yet we still get swept up in the story. Or here's that executive, here's that person in business who is so ready to go to, let's say, that networking event or stand up in front of a group of their peers and talk about the work that they do. And yet, as much as they have the skill, the qualifications, and the experience to back it up, they're up there shaking like they're back in their second grade math class. So in spite of all this conscious awareness, they're feeling something different. Definition of hypnosis, bypassing that critical element of the mind. It's where to these people, just to fully normalize the process, I'd say, congratulations, you're already doing hypnosis. Let's just show you how to do it better. So one of the themes that I'd often bring up is that power of premise, that power of premise, that from the direction that we look at things, the, the classic quote that uh, paraphrase it, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at begin to change. I think it was Wayne Dyer who said that, that to take this scenario and you know, here's everything that's happening in my business, and that could again become every reason because things are going to be hard. You know, there's always going to be some sort of economic spin in the news that things are good and that means this and things are bad and that means that. To, to step into that mindset that you have your own economy, to look for these various opportunities that can be out there. And I, I talk about the theme of print money. Look at the shape of your business. Look at the people perhaps you've already done business with or even better, markets that nobody is talking to. And to realize there's just this abundance of opportunity that's out there. And sometimes it does take that little bit of hypnotic creative thinking to realize how is it I can facilitate this conversation? How is it I can demonstrate that value? So for every reason why this may be a difficult thing, rewind back for a moment and ask yourself, how can I position this so this is the perfect scenario to go after? You know, on the print money theme, uh, many years ago when I was just working in a one-to-one -one office in terms of seeing private clients, 
uh, things in the United States. This is back when the entire mortgage industry was, um, what's the terminology, uh, on fire. Uh, and every bit of economic downturn was a result of that. And here was every reason why people were going, oh, people don't have disposable income. They're not going to be as focused on spending money on services right now and recognizing where is the need. Let me look at this entire scenario and ask, where is there an opportunity that I can serve a greater good by helping people with an issue that may be created as a result of this problem? One such example, well, those mortgage brokers who uh, were passing through mortgage loans that people were not able to pay off uh, suddenly now got the punishment that they had to get licensed, which was a really good thing to happen. And suddenly here was this big category of people and the majority of people in that industry, I'm sure, were doing good things. Yet to observe what was going on, they had a small window of time, a few years, where if they did not get some sort of certification or licensing, they were not legally allowed to keep doing the job they had already been doing for 30 years. And here came all the testing anxiety. So to recognize that opportunity to serve a group of people in such a specific way. So it's where as you hear any bit of news out there, as you hear any bit of uh, you know updates on things, to, to flip that because here's what I can do with that. That's that whole power of premise mindset that just because something is this way, just because A equals B doesn't have to always be that result. Because what about C? What about D? Where sometimes it's that little bit of creative thinking that we suddenly open up all these possibilities as so many opportunities to grow within your business. That is so true and really great stories you mentioned there to make it clear what hypnosis and putting an anchor into place can really help you do and also push you to the next level or a level or get you through a plateau. So Jason, you already mentioned it. You turned author now and created an amazing book that is about to come out. And the book is called Work Smart Business, Lessons Learned from Hypnotizing 250,000 People and Building a Million Dollar Brand. So give us some insights. How does it feel and what did you learn from hypnotizing 250,000 people? Well, the lesson of that is that the world has become a whole lot smaller. So in addition to doing presentations around the world, in addition to working with clients one-to-one, -one, taking that opportunity to really scale up the efforts and reach a global audience in terms of whether it's online training opportunities, whether it's a podcast that I do specifically for the hypnosis industry, that opportunity to recognize that you know, as much as Part of my original community, the people who are out there representing themselves as hypnotists, you know, they would look at business as being a secondary thing. And as I went to my first uh, business conference many years ago, I realized, oh, wait, these people are saying the same things. It's the same dialogue. The same way that we produce a change is the same way that we look at uh, how we do it. So the same way that we can look at what is it that makes a person in business successful We can start to unpack what are, just a simple modeling, what are their principles? What are their strategies? What are the ways that they are thinking about things differently that makes what they do successful? So it's where along the way, I've pulled out 10 specific principles and 10 specific strategies that I share with the reader. And it's this mixture of giving you the action steps to actually put this into motion yourself, but at the same time, giving the narrative in terms of how I did it. So it's that ability to model what works. But again, as I, as I teach business, as I really teach anything, my principle is always 
It is my responsibility to at times give you the almost insane level of thinking that goes into what I do. That way you don't go off and become the clone of me because there's already one of me. And chances are the audience out there, there's probably not too many hypnotists. We're a rather small community, but instead you can make it your own, make it your own perspective and getting into the concepts of lead generation marketing, getting into the concepts of designing systems and rituals and looking for these opportunities in that print money mindset and bringing in that hypnotic component that when we break down the definition of hypnosis into a much more workable thing to understand, okay, this is what it is rather than that's, that's what it's not. The concepts now become a whole lot more easily accepts, accessible because again, as we started this conversation, people start to realize that you're already doing some of these things. Let's just use them on purpose. Let's, let's teach people to use these powers for good rather than evil. So to look at how is it that we can go about delivering that more positive phrasing within our mind? How is it that we can change that internal dialogue that just because something was one way before instead becomes something very different? And looking for all these different ways that we can begin to you know, really jumpstart that success and build that ability, build those skills that we want. So whether it's reframing, so taking a scenario and changing the way that we look at that picture and massively things begin to change. Principles, I've always described my business model as that of building raving fans rather than lifelong dependents. So the strategies that I've used to consistently get feedback, to get testimonials, to, to share with my uh, future audiences, I get into some of the hypnotic language patterns in such a way that I, I really live by the theme that you could look at the work that I do and say that's a formal process that uh, someone to close their eyes and follow my instructions and that's what's going to guide them into a state of hypnosis. And instead, I want to introduce this entirely different mindset that rather than doing hypnosis, instead, let's put it into action. You can be hypnotic. You can step into that ideal state of mind. You can bring yourself to that peak performance concept. You can really focus your mind in creative ways and open up those communication mechanisms because as we're navigating through that process, my, my question in anything business is very rarely, what can I sell these people? Instead, it's what can I give these people? I really work from a, from a value first perspective. So to use that as that appropriate foot in the door, that opening wedge, that leverage point to now create even greater relationships, even greater bond, even greater value. And by doing so, of course, as it's business, receive even greater value back. Mm, I like that. So sounds like magic principles and strategies to really learn how to play tricks on yourself using your mind in a different way. So let's also touch a little bit about the other thing. Jason, you have built a million dollar brand around your work and your smart business. So a lot of people out there are looking to really become an influencer or a business owner. So what would you say are the best tips to become a really strong brand and even a million dollar brand. Right. And to look at, again, back to that statement of what value can I provide, that there's a lot of people already out there holding something up in the air and saying, who wants to buy this? Who wants to buy this? I, I talk about in the book, the theme of show is a whole lot better than tell. So I can stand there and say, 
I'm really good at what I do. I'm really great at what I do. And uh, unfortunately, if I did that, only one person in the room might immediately believe me. And hopefully, hopefully that's me. <laughs> so to look at to look at what is it that I can do to show, to demonstrate that value. And it's where depending on the industry that the listener out there is in, there's going to be different mechanisms, you know, such as the work that you're doing clearly in terms of this podcast series that you are out there. And it's not for the sake of positioning as a way of influence. It's really positioning in such a way that you are demonstrating that skill that's already there. And of course, if those skills are not yet there for someone who's out there, that's that opportunity to kind of backtrack and then refine that experience, work with more people, produce even greater results, maybe revisit a bit of training. I'm a huge believer in ongoing education. There's rarely the moment when uh, I'm in my car and something inspirational podcast, a book on, you know, audio book of some nature is playing. So to take the skills that you have and get them out of your office, to get them out of your own head and put them out there into the world. So it's that experience to give someone a small win. So maybe they download an audio program that I have that's out there and that introduces them to the value that I can provide and that opens up a dialogue. It's where it's best explained by, if we rewind my personal story back a little over 15 years ago, I was at college and there's a girl that I uh, kind of had a romantic interest in and I did not walk up to her and say, you and I are going to have children uh, because that probably wouldn't have gone well. Now that we've been married for 10 years, it probably would have worked now that I better understand her sense of humor. So to look at the nature of a relationship and even better, I reveal in the book the story that I really didn't ask her out first. Instead, uh, what's the terminology? Um, I was chicken. So uh, <laughs> I asked her at one point if it would be okay at one point if I asked her out. I tested the market, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and she said yes to that. It took me two weeks to work up the courage. Finally asked her out. Our first date was uh, November 8th, 2003. We got married November 8th, 2008. And uh, just a little while ago, November 8th, 2018, we celebrated our 10th anniversary. So to look at where are we in a relationship and so I'd say for that person who's looking to become that influencer, in terms of your ideal audience, in terms of those people that you want to have listen to you, where are you in that dialogue? Where are you in that relationship? Are you metaphorically trying to consummate the marriage when you haven't yet taken that person out for coffee yet? So to look at where are the people gathering that you wish to speak to, what demonstration, what experience can you give them? So again, it always comes back to value. It always comes back to sharing something of value. And it's where our wonderful 21st century era, it's never been easier to do this, whether it's uh, some sort of audio recording, such as what you and I are doing right now, whether it's turning on a camera and just putting up a video and talking about the work that you do. Maybe there's some little aspect of your work that you can kind of, as the saying goes, splinter it off and then put that thing out there for people to benefit from. So it's where getting into that content creation mindset that I've probably given away more free content than most people, at least in one of my industries, have ever sold. Yet it's because of that, that's what's built this ability to build multiple six-figure businesses in one small industry and also take that out to a much bigger audience. So again, value first, and where are you in that relationship? Those are really the questions to be asking yourself. Really helpful, uh, Jason. And I think that 
breaks it really down and you gave us some great insights. And I think we are all sure now that your new book really provides a ton of value to learn how to work with the mind. And I think it's really a trend that it's about working smarter and not working harder to have more time for yourself. And we all know this is a question of having systems in place and also having the right strategies on how to run your business business, how to have other people working for you, like outsourcing things and how to really focus on things you are really good at and you can't outsource so that you can deliver a peak performance in those areas. So Jason, I think we are all curious now on where we can get your book from. Can you tell us? Yeah, absolutely. And a little bit of a slightly timely offer, which if you're listening after this perfectly, I'll find the website will still point you in the right direction. Uh, the book is actually launching on January 27th. And if you head to worksmartbusiness.com, that's going to give you the details in terms of actually during the initial launch period to get a copy of the book absolutely free. Uh, so that's going to be again at worksmartbusiness.com. That's if you're listening to this either before or around the January 27th timeframe. If you're listening afterwards uh, by putting one of these strategies to work and implementing it into your business, of course, you'll make back the investment on a book very, very quickly. So again, same website, worksmartbusiness.com. That'll give you all the details in terms of how to get access to that book. Fantastic. So you are giving again, away great value here first. So yeah, you really walk your talk, Jason. I like that. And to wrap this episode up, are there any final words, inspiration, strategies, tips you have for the listeners to leave them inspired for the day? I'd say the biggest thing is that of keeping balance, that we can have our businesses and we can put all of our focus towards what we do, yet you want to create that success to actually have something to live for. Now, of course, I'm I'm passionate about the work that I do. I love if it's the experience of going into a business and I'm there and I'm teaching strategies to internalize goals. And of course, one of those strategies is self-hypnosis, which I demonstrate with volunteers from the group. I can be there with that group and here's that ability to take the knowledge that I've already done for myself and now take that to a much bigger audience. So now those people, whether they're in sales, they're able to implement those and they're able to improve their lives too. If it's the experience of I'm working with somebody in a personal one-to-one -one environment, whether they're physically in my space, whether we're connecting uh, by way of the wonders of video conferencing around the world, here's that person who, uh, I had a guy one time who called me up and he goes, Jason, I got a brand new problem, and this is amazing. Thank you. Because he was excited that he had previously let go of fear of public speaking with me, and as a result of that, he got the promotion at work that he wanted, yet the promotion did come with a massive pay raise, but now he had to manage a staff of unruly people. So he goes, you know, I'm taking the stress of this home, but this new problem is worth about $60,000 a year to me, so I'll deal with it, and let's just you know, dial down the stress, and that's why we work together. So we can be passionate about our work. And again, especially if you're providing value to people and I throw in the obvious disclaimer and you're helping people do the things that they want to do. Your product is effective. Your service is helping people. Yet it really comes back to that, that work life balance, that ability to, I, in terms of, you know, looking at anchoring, I have really, especially anchored that when I'm in that work mode, 
I am in that work mode. And as I've already mentioned, I've got two small kids at home. So that ability to come home and leave the day behind. I spend that time working in my business and on my business so that doesn't have to become my lifestyle. So it's where early on just to set set specific hours, again, back to rituals. This is the time of day that I do this very specific thing. And that's when I put that focus. So the earlier someone is in their entrepreneurial journey, what I tend to encourage is set some rules for yourself. Set some boundaries for yourself because we appreciate the the home life when we're at work. We appreciate the work life when we're at home. Yet if it's the experience that you're stepping away from the dinner table with your family to take that call, if it's the experience that you're pulling away from holidays because that's the time to run a promo, the whole <laughs> – one of my personal heroes that spends a lot of time talking about in the book is Ron Popeil, uh, the inventor. And here's all the infomercials, and they'd put the, they'd put the uh, basted chicken in the, in, the, in the rotisserie grill, close the door, hit the button, set it, and forget it. So to take these aspects of what we can do to set our businesses on autopilot, replicate our best successes, that allows us to then step away, enjoy that vacation be a human. Uh, I, I talk a lot in the book about the value of taking ownership of your own health as I got into better shape, as I began eating better. So it's all one system. And to keep that balance so one part of life doesn't completely take over the other, uh, that's what prevents that burnout. That's what keeps that passion thriving. That's what, you know, to look at the brain, the entrepreneurial mind is like a muscle and you got to let that thing rest. And it's after that resting period, the terminology in the strength world is what's called super compensation. That's when the muscle's going, oh, I've got to lift heavy stuff. I need to grow bigger. And to think the same way about our minds, so that's the ability to be there in the work, passionate about what you do, but as much as that is your passion, step away. And then when you come back in, you're even stronger, even more focused, and you've got something to live for. You've got something to enjoy. I love that advice. That is so helpful. Jason, the last thing I wanted to ask you is maybe some of the listeners are so interested now they want more than, let's say, just reading a book. So they want to get in personal touch and learn from you, be coached by you. How is it possible to do that and where can we send them? Easiest place to go, uh, slightly easy, I'll explain in a moment, is Jason Lynette. Dot com And uh, my last name is one that people try to add all sorts of letters to, like the Monty Python line of votes, easily spelled. It's four M's and a silent Q. Uh, no, the easy way to remember my last name is it's only six letters, L-I-N-E-T-T. -T. So jasonlinette.com. And again, that's where you can find contact information. I'm all over every social media platform, rather easy to get in contact with. Fantastic. So Jason, once again, thank you for sharing all your wisdom today on pure mind magic. You have been an awesome guest and I'm looking forward to stay in touch. It's been outstanding. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening today to Pure Mind Magic and my interview with Jason Linnett. Make sure to get his book, Work Smart Business, Lessons Learned from Hypnotizing 250,000 People and Building a Million Dollar brand. Also remember that your podcast listening journal is waiting for you on Amazon. You can order it today and get it delivered to your home and you can start taking notes from all the podcasts you are listening to and keep all the information in one place. So let's look what's coming up in next episode. 
the midweek motivation for you, what you can learn from a magician and from a magic in general. And the next episode will be about how to let yourself disappear. That's it. Until next time, create some magic. <laughs>